we, um, I want to start by um, reading the scripture for today. And, um, and like I said, if you want to follow along, it's Luke uh, chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. I'll make a confession. I have never liked that passage. And I'll explain why in a minute. The, when I was growing up, I'm the third of four sisters. And when we were younger, um, we lived in an old farmhouse in Howard County, Maryland. And when we moved in, which happened when I was three, there was a large room that my parents dubbed the playroom. And in that playroom were things to keep us occupied. And there were two rules about the playroom. One, if you fought in the playroom and stayed in the playroom and parents were not gonna get involved. And two, cleaning up was our responsibility, not my mom's, certainly not my father's. And as I said, I was a third of four. And in my life, for better or for worse, I felt like there was a lot of chaos in our family for many reasons that I won't go into. And that part's not really the important part. But what I figured out was what made me feel better about that chaos was for there to be order. And so I was the one who kept the playroom in order. So at the end of every day, or the start of the day, depending on how it worked, I cleaned up the playroom. So my sisters got used to me doing that and them not having to worry about it. And it made me feel better because I was not dealing with the chaos. It was orderly. Now, the reason why I have never liked this Mary and Martha story is because almost every message I've ever heard about it pitted Martha against Mary. You had to be either or. And the truth is, is life isn't either or. So I want us to go through this passage about Mary and Martha, and I want to talk about why I think it's important and what we can learn about ourselves from this passage. So in uh, verse 38, we're told that as they went on their way, they meaning Jesus and the disciples, 
in the whole entourage, however many people that was. He entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Now, the, that's important. And the reason why it's important is because they were welcomed into her home. Women didn't have homes back then by themselves. And so Luke tells us that it's important to recognize that this was Martha's home. That's key. Because Jesus should not have gone into her home because she was not related to him. And there was no male from the household we're told about that was present. So already he's broken one rule. Then we're told she had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. Well, there you go. There's rule number two broken because men didn't teach women. Jesus should not have been teaching Mary. So that's rule number two that's been broken. And then we get to the part that always set my teeth on edge. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks so that she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work myself? Tell her then to help me. And so the story might appear to pit Martha against Mary. But what I think that this story is doing is helping us to see that we're all called to be both. You see, all of that, the disciples, and which is probably more than the 12, plus Jesus, and there were usually more than that who came, who followed Jesus from town to town, they were there, and Martha wanted things to be perfect. She wanted to feed them. That was probably part of her personality, which I completely understand, because that's, you know, what I would do. As a matter of fact, you know, it was funny when James and I were talking about this passage, we were laughing because he said, you know, I feel certain, Linda, that there were many times in our marriage when you were ready to throttle me when we had people over at our house for a meal and I'm sitting down talking to people and you're busy in the kitchen. And it reminded me of the times early in our St. James days when we used to have the young adults, Mark and Joy remember this, coming to our house for chili dinners. Now James made the chili, but you know once that was done, he's plopped on the couch talking to everybody, and I'm the one that's trying to cut up the cornbread and get everybody's drinks and all of this stuff, and you know, and he's Mr. Oblivious. And so I laughed, because I hadn't thought about that in a long time, that that's totally the way our marriage has been for the last 30 years. Me running around like a whirling dervish, and him calmly, peacefully being present, talking to whoever is there. And one of the things that he has helped me, especially over the last, you know, six months, is to help me learn to set aside that need 
to fill my life with tasks and instead be present. Because I think that we all benefit by being like Mary and Martha. Because there are times when we are called to action and to do things, and times when we are called to be present. So, as I shared this morning, uh, Mark Hayes and John Jett and Matt Hayes and James loaded up into two vehicles and left to go to Appalachia Service Project in Logan County, West Virginia. They're going to be working in this little town called Mayan, West Virginia. And they will be doing work on the bathroom in someone's home. Now, if you haven't heard of Appalachia Service Project, uh, ASP, as we call it, uh, has a construction, has a relationship ministry with construction on the side. So, yes, they make homes warmer, safer, and drier, but they do that by being in relationship to the homeowners to, to make things better for their lives. And that's really key. You know, as some of you walked in this morning and um, asked you, and if you haven't had a chance to do it, if you could do it, uh, we have a birthday card for uh, Mr. Green. Mr. Green was our first rebuilding together Alexandria home that we did, 2015, 2016, I can't remember exactly when. And we worked on his shed, his yard, which when we arrived, I am not exaggerating, the grass was probably at my hip. Um, we repaired um, some spots in his bedroom and we worked in his bathroom. And Mr. Green, since then, Anne and her son Nate mow the yard for him, and Chris Richards um, goes once a month and visits him. Now, we do that because we built a relationship with Mr. Green. It all started with action, with the work we did on his home, but then that developed into a relationship with him, which is important to both him and to St. James. And as a senior, you know, we try and support him and help him remain in his home. And that's, you know, what James and John and Mark and Matt are going to be doing this week at ASP, is helping to make sure people can remain in their homes through the actions um, that they do. And for, you know, some of you, you gave extra money to help make this trip possible, which we're immensely grateful. Now, there are ways that you can be active in your own life. If you're working outside the home, you know, being present with coworkers and listening to them when they share. Now, the story may start about some, you know, crazy thing related to a spouse or a kid or a dog or a cat or something else. But what it may turn out to be when you begin to listen is that there is something deeper that someone is struggling with. But you see, we don't get to that presence without starting with an action. You know, and I remember when Hannah and Josh were little and there was always 
chaos, good chaos most of the time, but lots of activity and you know stuff going on. And in the middle of all that, sometimes one of them, Hannah was notorious for doing this, she would walk up to James and she'd say, Dad, Daddy, let's go for a walk. And that was his cue that she needed some time just with him, away from all the noise and everything else. You see, we can't be present with people if all we're doing is the action part. And we can't, um, we can't be, you know, filled with activity. We can't make lives better without also helping through the action piece. It's a both and. And, and that's a tough thing to figure out and this balance because that's why I believe that life isn't either or. And so there are ways here at St. James that you can be a part of those things. Supporting the West End Food Pantry. You know, Lisa dropped off a bunch of um, hygiene kits that she and Tom made. We got diapers in this week because um, the third Monday of the month is when we give out diapers at the West End Food Pantry. But you can bring in food. Um, but you can also, you know, support, you know, it's not just about St. James. Support other ministries um, in the community and find ways to be active and engaged. You can also, you, you can't get to the presence part if you're not feeding yourself spiritually. What did Mary do during that story? She was sitting down at Jesus' feet listening. You see, we can't be present if, if we don't actually take the time. And that can be intimidating if you don't spend any time either in prayer or, you know, I have found that, you know, meditation James can meditate for 20 minutes. I can't do that long. It's just too hard for me. So I do eight minutes. Got this snazzy little timer for my phone. And um, I do that every day. And I have to tell you, it is very much like what that video was. Very peaceful. I can hear, you know, I'm in silence, which is key. Um, not enough silence in our world today. And I can hear the birds outside the window when I'm doing it or the cars drive by, or the dogs barking. But those things help set me up to be able to be in action in the world. James is going to be doing um, some half-day retreats in the fall. I would encourage you to consider when that happens to take part in this, because this is not about asking questions. It's about learning practices that will help you in your life. Because the truth is, is all of us need to grow. We can't just grow by sitting like Mary. We also have to grow by being active like Martha. And those things go together. And, and when we do that, it changes us. You know, Mary and Martha, you know, become key disciples of Jesus. Not, you know, part of the 12, but part of the circle that traveled with him throughout, especially as he journeyed to Jerusalem to prepare for his death. Those things don't happen by accident. That happens from that balance that we're called to have in our lives. So 
even though I was immensely frustrated by this story, I think it was because of that, you know, thinking that we had to be either or, but the truth is, is we're called to be both and. And um, that is encouraging to me because I believe that what God wants for us is to be our whole selves. And we can't be active people if we're not also feeding our souls. And that includes having silent time, which our culture doesn't encourage enough of. You know, here in the United States, we're going 110 miles an hour at a minimum. And that usually means that we're missing way more than we actually see or are a part of. So I, this story of Mary and Martha has challenged me this week to, to look at life in a less dualistic way, you know, this dichotomy, and instead look at the whole thing of life, which is what we're called to be in this world. And um, that gives me hope. Um, and I, I know that I will slip back into the Martha, you know, the action sometimes too much, but I have found that the, the peacefulness that I get from my meditation time and the readings that I'm doing um, really makes a difference. So um, if you're looking for ways that you can, you know, some small things you can do to change your lives, some books or, um, you know, want to see the app that I have on my phone, uh, see me after worship. Or if you're worshiping online, my email address is linda at um, sjumc.net. And I would love to have a conversation about ways that, um, that we can support one another.